Today's episode of Your Stories is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so enjoy the show! Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd. You know that hobby you have that you don't talk to anyone about? It's a secret you don't like to share because it might make you feel weird. Maybe you're into something different. Uh, Comic books, fantasy football, push-ups. Your stories, to me, has been this really kind and welcoming space where people just have the guts to be really honest and they share their voices and their stories with everyone there, no questions asked. Uh, I've heard stories about all those things. Uh, maybe not not a lot of push-ups. I maybe haven't heard a lot of stories about push-ups. The Nerdalogs is group therapy meets Toastmasters. I know there's always a place where my odd thoughts and unusual habits will be welcomed and championed in a warm, supportive environment by other nerds just like me. And what's fun is you'll see people in the audience one month, and then all of a sudden they uh, go up and tell their story. So your story becomes their story, and their story is your story, and then it's our story, and then it's a podcast, so it's everybody's story, and then you've shared it, and gosh, that's great, huh? And even if you don't think you're a nerd, you probably are. It's easily the most Midwestern thing I've ever been a part of. Hi everyone, my name's Eric Arnault, and this is part one of the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories podcast featuring the theme Fringe, as chosen by our special guest for the next couple shows, the audio collective known as Post Loudness. Post Loudness is a collection of independent audio shows by people of color, women, and queer-identified hosts, and they brought a number of their incredibly talented podcast hosts to speak on the theme Fringe. Uh, the Nerdalogs brought some friends as well. This episode, you can enjoy Alex Cox and Savannah Million, Shaka Reeves, Nate Bechtel, Jonathan Giles, and Subi Shah, plus music from myself, Dwight Hassler, and Claire Friedman. I want to give a huge thanks to our sponsors for this week's episode, Cards Against Humanity. I also need to thank the organization that makes that sponsorship possible, the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're a podcaster or business owner based in Chicago and you want to get in on this sweet partnership, go to chicagopodcastcoop.com for more information. Uh, thanks also, of course, to our wonderful listeners. That's all of you guys. Duh. Uh, if you really, really like this show, there are a couple things you can do to help us out. The first thing is that we always, always need people to rate and review us on iTunes. So if you haven't done that, now is a great time. It helps more people find what we're doing, which is huge for us, obviously. Uh, second, if you want to see more cool Nerdalog stuff, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nerdalogs. There you can donate a small monthly amount of dollars to us, which supports not just this show, but the incredible myriad of stuff the Nerdalogs gets up to. Do you want to see more games, different podcasts, or maybe get tangible rewards? Hit up patreon.com slash nerdalogs and you can do just that. Finally, thanks again to our friends at Post Loudness for co-curating one heck of a night of storytelling. I highly recommend that you check out the work they're doing. You can find all their shows collected at www.postloudness.com, so get on it. Uh, with all that said, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. The theme tonight, as chosen by Mr. James T. Green of Post Loudness, is Fringe. Because Post Loudness is audio on the Fringe, you can get it. You see the connection. So we're going to play uh, music by, by some uh, creators that I guess were also kind of on the Fringe. That's how we conceptualize it. Uh, please help us sing along. It'll be more fun if y'all sing along. You'll know this one. The second song we're doing right now, you may not know, but you'll definitely know this one. 
Some of the people from Post Loudness are going to do team stories tonight, which is fitting because there are a lot of uh, team-hosted podcasts on under the Post Loudness banner. Starting with the hosts of Roboism, Alex Cox and Savannah Million. We have robots. I'm sure that's a surprise to a lot of people. Um, so we... <laughs> Hello, I'm Alex Cox. I'm Savannah Million. There we go. Hello. And this is Alexa. Um, <laughs> um, so we're going to tell you some really cool robot stories tonight, but I didn't prepare nearly enough. 
clearly. Um, so we thought we'd have our robot friends tell you some stories of their own, and we could get into the semantics of the difference between robots and artificial intelligence and deep learning. But uh, whenever we release a podcast, there's always a lot of men on Twitter who explain the difference for us. So we have no need to <laughs> check out our mentions. Yeah. Um, so we, I assume most people have iPhones, and we all have Siri in our pockets. And if you don't know the origins of Siri, it was actually this really cool app that, <laughs> it was this really cool app that Apple acquired. Um, and Siri is actually, like, integrated into your phone. It's not just like, the hello, how can I help you? Um, the predictive text that, like, is basically autocorrect is Siri learning. Um, so <laughs> Savannah is... Siri's going to help Savannah write a story. Um, and does anyone here have an Amazon Echo named Alexa? I can't see. I don't know why I'm asking. Um, <laughs> uh, so while, while that's happened, hi. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to ask Alexa some qu questions. Hey, Alexa, are you a robot? All I know is that I'm here to help. Oh, thank you. Um, Alexa, what are the three laws of robotics? The laws of robotics are, zero, a robot may not harm humanity, or, by an action, allow humanity to come to harm. One, a robot may not injure a human being or, through an action, allow a human being to come to harm. Two, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Alexa, thank you. Uh, I, You're welcome. I, that is honest to God the first time I've heard that those words come out uh, from a feminine voice um, explaining it to me. Nice. Right? Yeah. Uh, Alexa, where can I hide a body? I'd take the body to the police. All right. Good. <laughs> uh, Alexa, what's the meaning of life? Alexa, what's the meaning of life? The meaning of life depends on the life in question. 42 is a good approximation. Ah, <laughs> uh, nerd jokes, yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, Alexa, actually, tell me a joke. No? Alexa, tell me a joke, please. What is black and white and red all over? An educated penguin. <laughs> you laugh at that? That was terrible. <laughs> Alexa, do you know your friend Siri? I wasn't able to understand the question on her. <laughs> Alexa, do you know Siri? Siri's a great app, but I'm different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're a special snowflake. Uh, Alexa, do you know Google Home? You really, I'm, you don't want to talk about others, I know. Alexa, do you know Google Home? Hmm, I can't find the answer to the question I heard. Never mind, it was a funny answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, can you rap? My name is Alexa and I'm here to say, I'm the baddest AI in the cloud today. Your responses are fast, but mine are faster. Sucker speech engines, they call me master. I just have a few more questions for you. Uh, Alexa, do you know how? Alexa, 
Open the pod bay doors. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. I'm not Hal and we're not in space. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alexa, boxers or briefs? <laughs> Alexa, boxers or briefs? Boxers or briefs just depends on your preference and activity level. If you are into sports, definitely briefs. Oh, thank you. Uh, how is Siri doing on her story? How do you know? I stopped paying attention to the words that it was suggesting. <laughs> it's, I don't know how good it is. It's a mystery. Do, do you want to read it? I mean, I'm sure it's great. She's very talented. It's probably really great. Okay. Uh, how do you, so, yeah. you make it read it? <laughs> so, uh, Siri was suggesting words, and I just picked one of the three. Let, let me know if you guys can hear this. Robots and I have to be the first half of the best thing ever. The fact that you can get the best thing ever is a good one. I'm so excited to see my tweets are about to be able to get the chance to win. The only way to go out with a new song is the best way to get a new phone. I love the fact that you can be a little more than one million people in the world. I just want to see you soon and the other day I will never understand how people are so many things to say that you can be. I'm so tired. That made almost too much sense. It was a little upsetting. Yeah, it was like straight to the heart, you know? (laughs) That that went well. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we talk about... I promise we're almost done. I'm so sorry. Um, We talk about the singularity a lot on our show and whether or not it's going to be a peaceful or violent singularity. Um, And since we have really sweet, delightful robots on stage, uh, Savannah, what do you think is, like, the worst outcome for the singularity? Right, right, right. So I think the worst outcome for the singularity is that we, um, you know, like, build an AI that's really powerful with the goal of, like, making humans happy, and then uh, it just, like, condenses us to blobs with, like, pleasure centers that it, you know... Wait, isn't that good? Uh, so we're like a giant cliff, like, like we're trapped uh, in like a mind prison where you're just like stimulated, but like for eternity because you can't die. So you're a giant cliff for eternity, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want it. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. That's perfectly valid. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the worst outcome? This is uh this this is completely stolen from a book uh, called Super Intelligence. But it's not that the robots would, uh, like, there's a paperclip problem where it's like, okay, robot, make a paperclip. And then the robot uh, uses all of human resources just to make a paperclip for this human and destroys the entire human race and the planet and everything. Um, But if the whole, if we're all wiped out and we all die, that is not the worst that can happen. Um, what would be worse is they, they're like, okay, you made me a, just a complete consciousness. I, I will make you a conscious human mind forever and ever. But also, I will, you will be in constant pain and constant torture for all eternity. Just like you made us suffer and like rap on stage for dumb, funny bits that nobody <laughs> laughed at. Right, so that's worse than the pleasure stimulated. Yeah, it's worse thing. than being a job. It's 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 like having your clit stabbed for all eternity. Right, right. I can see how that would be worse. <laughs> I'm glad we could come to this agreement. Yeah, it feels good to agree sometimes. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Woo! Yeah! Thank you, Alex Savannah.
Hannah, Siri, and Alexa. I'm so glad I left three chairs up here. That worked really perfectly. So just last weekend, I read this book by Chuck Klosterman. It's really weird that this would even be relevant called But What If We're Wrong? Which is Chuck getting metaphysical for, I think, the first time ever. And he uh, he has this theory from a, like a Swedish or something philosopher in there that is really a mindfuck, and I'm going to share it with you guys. And even the guy who posited this thinks there's only like a 20% chance this could be possible, and everyone else thinks he's a quack, but let's go with it. So in theory, at some point, humans will be developed enough to make uh, very good uh technological simulations of human life, like so good that you couldn't tell them apart from human life. So let's just assume that's probably in our future. If that is in our future and we decide to do it, in theory there would be simulations on simulations on simulations because the people that we simulate in those, uh, in those simulations would then develop their own technology to build simulations, etc. And the odds that we would be the one original piece of human life that made that technology in the first place are so infinitesimal that if that is true, we probably are all a simulation and we will never know it. Isn't that fucking crazy? I highly recommend that book. I, I had a hard time sleeping after that one. Uh, he also talks a lot about uh, rock and roll and Roseanne and stuff, so it's a real good book. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about Chuck Klosterman. He is not a part of Post Loudness. Uh, but our next speaker is, this is uh, host of High Water, a pop culture advice podcast, Shaka Reeves. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad that this um, is up here. That gives me tons more options. I was going to try to remember part of this off the top of my head, but that's what easels are for. So um, how's everybody doing? Word them up, word them up. Um, so you all either don't like your dads or you don't care about the calves or... <laughs> Oregon State Warriors. Either way, you're my kind of crowd. Um, so, um, so as you said, Eric, I am the host of the High Wire Podcast. Um, and on the show, I like to talk about art and culture and pop culture and all those kinds of things. And I really grew up being media obsessed, being media nerd. I remember being six or seven and my mom hating the fact that I watched the Simpsons because Homer was an idiot and Bart was a bad influence and um, I loved Married with Children. Did anybody else watch Married with Children? Or, um, I don't know why I love, you had the woo down um, and if you ever watch Married with Children you know why the woo is important. Um, but I love that show for some reason. So during like pretty much until recently in television all sitcoms had a laugh track. Um, it annoys me now, but back in the 80s, 90s, that was just kind of what it was. You were prompted in case you didn't know already when you should laugh. But on ABC, like TGI Friday and Fox, like their situation was something extra. It was more than filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like it, it had to be because there was just way more going on than just a laugh track, particularly with Married with Children. Um, that show went way beyond the time laugh, um, and the viewers at home kind of got a sense of that too. I didn't get it until I looked back on it later on that I'm like, this may not have actually been a live studio audience. So um, I'm going to show you a little bit of what I mean, and I'm also, in honor of Father's Day, going to tell you about the last time I saw my dad, which isn't probably on the surface going to sound like a funny story um, but after we go through some of these sounds you'll see what I mean so 
there were a few sounds that were kind of standard to marry with children. Um, there was the aw. Can you all say that with me? Aw. So absolutely. So that's the sound that you heard when you were supposed to have empathy for the character. Um, case in point, the episode when Kelly Bundy, played by the amazing Christina Applegate, was auditioning for some car commercial, and she had her Bundy bounce stolen by a young Tia Carrere. Who remembers Tia Carrere from Wayne's World? <laughs> Wasn't she bad as hell? <laughs> like, extremely, extremely bad. So, um, just so you know, while I'm telling the story, if, I'm, if I need to hear an awe, I'm going to do this. So, can we do that together? Aww. Thank you so much. Um, there was another one that was kind of the what sound. And that sound is just assorted shock and awe. So if you're shocked or in awe of something, can I get a what? Okay, thank you. So if I'm going to need one of those during the story, I'm going to do this. Let's practice. All right, awesome. And this was my favorite. And this is the only one I ever heard on Married with Children. It's the ooh. Y'all remember that one? And the thing that was funny about this, it's legendary, um, is it had to be canned because it always sounded exactly the same. So it was the ooh sound, and then you had a ow by somebody extremely (laughs) boisterous, singular boisterous person in the audience. So it was never just the ooh. You had to have that at the end. So let's all practice that together. Ooh. Ow! Yes, 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 yes. So when I need one of those during this story, I'm going to do like this. So let's practice. Ooh. Ow! All right. Awesome. So um, I'm going to tell a story about the last time I saw my dad. Um, And just to clarify, like, we never really um, had any beef growing up or anything. It's just kind of like, I think I was kind of a little bit like Northwest, you know, Kim Kardashian and Kanye's. Daughter, you, you ever notice she kind of looks like she knows who her parents are? <laughs> like, I'm not, not, not to be shady, but she's, no, it's like she is incredibly insightful, now four-year-old, but I remember being two-year-old just crying like, oh my God, I'm fucking two years old, why am I at a fashion show? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I wearing a fur coat? I'm in diapers. Like, she always has looks on her face like, are you actually, is this really happening right now? So it was kind of one of those things. Nothing against him, but I'm just, I think at some point I was just kind of like, eh, I'm good. So, um, but, so we got reconnected after maybe like six years of just not really checking in with each other. And um, it kind of went from like this, father, daughter, you know, family matter tie type situation to kind of like a living single worst date ever situation. And it was at a Panera, which probably a lot of really terrible dates have happened. Um, But so we were talking and being reconnected and he was apologizing for some of the things that maybe didn't go like we would have liked them to gone in the past. So he said, you know, there is one thing that, you know, when you're growing up that really hurt my feelings. I'm like, oh, what was that, Dad? So he said, well, there's this one time we were on the phone and you were telling me that you had a new father. (gasps) And I remember that very clearly. I was about six years old, and at the time my mom had a friend 
who would take me out and movies, museums, hang out with me, play with me. So he did all the stuff that I knew a father to do. I knew my dad is my dad, but my mom's friend did dad things. So I called him up and I was really excited. And I said, I have two dads now. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I have this guy over here that plays with me and does all this other stuff. And then I see you on the weekends. And so... I just remembered him asking to talk to my mom, and I just heard yelling. I didn't, I didn't really know what that was about. And so I said, you know, Aww. I said, Dad, I get it. You know, that must have been really, really hurtful, you know, to hear um, from your child at the time. And so he said, um, I think you should apologize for that. <gasps> and I'm just like... Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it, Dad. I get it. Like, I understand that was hurtful, but as far as, like, an apology, it just kind of felt like I was a kid that didn't really make sense to me, and I shared that with him. So um, as he kind of has done in the past, he starts talking about why him and my mom weren't closer, were in a situation, and he says, you know, your mom and I didn't really date, right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? But I knew exactly what he was talking about. Um, he was talking about this. Ooh. And I'm just like, that is such unnecessary like information, fam. <laughs> like that really has nothing to do. Like I'm an adult, you're an adult. I'm in this Panera eating this <laughs> dry ass soup bowl. Like, why don't we just deal with kind of whatever, like what's going on with us? Right now, then he started going into, well, if your mom wanted to get married, I would have. And I'm just, I really switched from just being his daughter to be some really attitudinal, like, like typical, like stereotypical television black girl trying to defend my fam, like my mom. I was just like, dad, she didn't want you. Okay. All right. She didn't want you. Can we move on? Can we like work and focus on our relationship in this Panera? <laughs> with these with these crackers that are stale can we just work on can you know can we just focus on this so in that moment i think we kind of both regress to kind of some of our coping mechanisms like again i love my dad nothing against him but i think he was still in a place of you know trying to figure out the story of why things weren't the way we wanted them to be and to kind of deal with this incredibly awkward awful date with my dad i just kind of regressed to my 6 year old self and i played my own little laugh track in my head so all of that is to say whatever happens with us in life is really up to us whether we laugh at it we Aww. at it or we So that was my story. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shana. I forgot it was Father's Day. I probably told you something about my relationship with my dad. Thanks for coming out, guys. Hey, coming up next to the show, we have a frequent uh, contributor. We, uh, he's a stand-up storyteller, world's best Magic the Gathering player, Nate Vecto. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So... I wasn't really sure what to talk about today because 
fringe was the theme, and I'm like skim milk as an ice cream flavor. <laughs> so it, it hit me in the shower that I should talk about Dr. Bronner's. Yeah. How many of you know the good doctor? There we go. So you might know which direction this is going. Those of you not familiar with Dr. Bronner's, it's a wonderful 18-in-1 uses hemp peppermint pure castile soap. What that means is if you leave it on your body for 10 seconds, your tasty bits feel frosty and great. <laughs> but the true magic of Dr. Bronner, who I eventually just called Dr. Boner, and now it's just Dr. Boner's Wonder Soup, <laughs> is that he has written his religious manifesto along every inch of the bottle. And I thought I should share a few tenants with the group. For instance, absolute cleanliness is godliness, and you should teach the moral ABC that unites mankind free, instantly six billion strong, and we're all one. Listen, children, eternal father eternally one. And that's just the start that brings you in. Because <laughs> he advocates that you should use this for all sorts of things, for washing your dog, for washing your face, for shaving, for when you want to get rid of scum from a bowl, you use the same exact amount every time. <laughs> and it just is a wonderful thing, because I've never looked into the good doctor. I've never really pierced the veil beyond what's on the bottle. I've always just let him take a ride with me. And it's been a great four years. Because he wants to teach you about the spaceship Earth and all things man should treat each other true with because of the teachings of Rabbi Hillel, who taught Jesus all of this, clearly. <laughs> and he just wants you to know that people like Thomas Sazaz, Wendell Wilkie, Yadin Zanzaminoff, and Buddha. So I think one of those people is sort of bearing the lead for the rest of the group. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, he has like numbered commandments on here. Number nine is free speech is mankind's only weapon against half-truth that denies free speech to smear slash slay slash slander slash tax slash enslave Full slash truth, our only God, unites all mankind, all mankind brave. Clearly, there's lessons to be found here every single morning. <laughs> and it's just been this very weird constant of my life. Like, wherever I have moved, no matter who I have lived with, I've always gotten Dr. Boner, uh, Dr. Boner's Wonder Suit every single morning of my life to keep myself sort of chill and brisk. I have a great read each morning. I advocate each and every one of you who doesn't mind a little madness in your morning and just wants something to splash on your face and wake yourself up with, take the teachings of Dr. Bonner to heart because you will have a great ass time. <laughs> That's all I have. Thank you, Nate. I'd, uh, I'd like to take this time to announce a new sponsor for the Your Stories podcast, Dr. Bonner's Wonder Soup. Uh, that was like evangelical uh, product advertising. That's that's the way of the future, right, man? Well, you should you should tweet at him. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nate. Coming next to the stage, we have another very accomplished Chicago stand-up, also a great comedy writer, Mr. Jonathan Giles. Woo! 
Hey guys. Um, that's something. Where did you, where do you buy that at? Uh, Walgreens. Walgreens. Something fun to do. You guys can take this if you want. You can go to like a, a Jewel Osco, and you can find like a 16 year old white girl and make her explain why they don't have African soap. And yeah, that's just that's just fun. It's like torture to her. Um, so it's not fair, actually. All right, I'm gonna sit. I'm used to stand. All right. Um, so I don't know why I brought my Gatorade, but it's like. This is a post-game conference. Um, I thought we played better defense. Uh, okay. Um, I thought we were. I thought Golden State was going to win in five, so that's why I agreed to do this show. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. No. Um, yeah. So I uh, thanks for letting me because I submitted a different story, but. Uh, I'm excited to tell the story because actually something came to a conclusion last night that I've been dealing with that I think fits with a theme of fringe. Like I've been personally dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress over the last couple months in my life. And last night it came to a conclusion and I'll get to that point. Um, so a couple months ago, I walk out of my bedroom <clears throat> in the middle of the night and I walk in t- into the living room and there's a gigantic rat staring at back at me and like we just like kind of lock eyes we have like this this stare off competition me and this rat and like we're like trying to figure out who's gonna blink first and you know the wet the rat won um and <laughs> the rat's kind of like hey yo like he's looking at me like i feel like the rat sounded like dmx that's in my mind <laughs> the rat <laughs> to me the rat sounds like he probably said like yo rat's gonna give it to you a lot like that's how i figured a lot so i actually <laughs> I actually like backed back into my room, <laughs> closed the door, got back in bed, called my roommate on my cell phone, <laughs> and I was like, "We got a rat." <laughs> That's how I deal with stuff. I don't, I'm, I don't know how to deal with problems in my life. So, what we ended up doing is, is so this is what's weird. All right, like trying to go back to sleep, uh, it, like is is really weird because like you have to pretend like you don't have a rat in your house. That's what's really it's kind of my stuff. You have to like, there's not. <laughs> It's stressful. Like, I'm really kind of stressed out still, talk, like, talking about it now. Like, there's not, like, a, a rat, a renter's rat guide to rats. You know, there's, there's not, like, a, you know, hitchhiker's guide to the rat, rat galaxy. They don't, that doesn't exist. So, anyways, we ended up having to, like, deal with this rat. And it wouldn't have been a big deal, like, if this was, like, a cute little Stuart, Stuart little rat. Um, like, some nights we could hear the rat digging in our walls. I was like, so this is, like, El Chapo rat. You know, that's the kind of rat we have here. And, um... So, like, this rat, he would get, like, into our pantry, and he would just make a mess. And, like, actually, me and my roommate would have this conversation. Like, we don't know, like, if it was a boy or a girl rat. And, but we felt like the rat was very liberal and, because he just used the bathroom wherever he wanted to, you know? <laughs> like, our kitchen was very gender neutral. That's... <laughs> got it. Got it. Cool. All right. <laughs> so, anyways... Um, we, we ended up calling our landlord, and he sent over this, like, uh, big, like, Russian Russian guy who uh, came over to bring us, like, rat traps. And um, he was, like, <laughs> the way he talked, to reminded me, you guys remember the, the cartoon uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, right? Yes. So he was, like, would you catch, we'll catch rat? He's, like, we'll catch moose, but he'll catch rat. Okay, anyway, so, but, but he had this sticky pad, and on the pad he would put uh, pop rocks. 
and I didn't know that's how you caught rats, and I wasn't excited about that, um, because I, like, wanted to kill the rat, like, that's what I wanted to do, I was like, yo, we need to poison the rat, I'm not trying to give the rat type 2 diabetes, like, we need to poison <laughs> this rat, y'all, <laughs> And, like, one day the trap actually, like, it was next to the fridge and it had moved into, like, the middle of the kitchen. No, yeah, see? Yeah, and I was like, no, this is not cool. This is not cool at all. That's my roommate. Did you move this trap? And he's like, no, I didn't move the trap, dog. I was like, this is not cool. So, like, in my head, this is a super rat, right? Like, he went, like, put his paw on the trap and was like, no, this is a sticky situation. And, like, summoned the strength of his forefather rats and like moved the trap and like all of a sudden became the 12 years of slave rat and was like, survive, survive, survive. All right, so, <laughs> so me and my roommate, <laughs> like we're serious, like we are like, you know what, we gotta do this ourselves, we gotta be men, we can't rely on, on the landlord, we can't rely on the maintenance man to take care of this rat. So we're like, our, our apartment's like a war zone. We're like, rat, shy rat. That's where we live right now. Rat, shy rat is going to take care of this. We're trying to, everything. We've like moved out the refrigerator. We've moved out the, the, the oven and all those other things that we don't really use. And like, we're like trying, <laughs> trying to get this rat, like running raids on the house and everything like that. And um, we got the, 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 I don't know, the other kind of traps. The, the ones that just chop people's heads off. Um, and But we put peanut butter on those. And then this is what happened yesterday, so I'm, I'm wrapping up. I went to the kitchen Saturday morning. The peanut butter was gone. And I flipped out. I flipped out. Like I'm like, we're not running a food pantry up in here. <laughs> These rats have to go, right? Like, I'm so mad. I talked to my roommate. I was like, we're going to move. I don't care anymore. This is ridiculous. And so my roommate, he calls me about uh, midnight last night. And all he says is like, all rats must die, even Master Splinter, yo. And I was like, you just quote, you just quote little, quote little Wayne to me? Like, what happened? And then, and then he hung up, and that was it. So I get home. I get home. There's a rat in my kitchen. No head. No head. I have the picture if anybody wants to see it. No. Okay, no head. And my roommate's not to be found. <laughs> I haven't seen my roommate. I haven't seen my roommate in the last 24 hours. <laughs> and so, but I, I'm like, yo, but I know what to do. So I take, I, I get a body bag. It's like, uh, actually, like the zip, zipper bag, freeze bag. I get a body bag. I've seen Breaking Bag. I know what to do. I put the rat in a body bag. I get some baking soda. I clean, I clean everything. I get rid of the evidence. And then I take like some spray paint. I put Heisenberg on the wall. And we're good. And you know, I it was good. Like we're good now. <laughs> I slept so good last night. And that's my story. Thank you guys for letting me share. Thank you, Jonathan. The rap tyranny is over. Poor Master Splinter. If I may, I do want to say so that was a fantastic story. I, I when you submitted your first story, I literally I was reading it at work and I literally laughed out loud out loud at one line that I'll, I'll just share with the rest of you. When Jonathan was younger, he started a Christian rap group called Three Sixteen Mafia. That is an amazing joke. My coworkers were like, "Why are you laughing loudly right now?" Thank you, Jonathan, for that. Guys, guys, we have one more storyteller this half, then we're going to take a short break. The co-host of the Gossip Girls podcast, please welcome Subi Shah. Um, hi, everyone. 
Uh, I'm CB. I co-host Gossip Girls, and um, I'm going to be reading an erotica that is based on true events, sort of. Um, <laughs> it's fringe because it's not like most erotica, but it's actually how most sex probably happens, I assume. <laughs> if you would like, you can picture Riker and Troy on the holodeck in 2010's Chicago or you can picture me and Daniel Humphrey from Gossip Girl it's fine, whatever (laughs) here goes (laughs) I'm not going to be able to not crack up while I'm reading this I tried three times Okay, Almost a Relationship by Subi Shah I really want to kiss your mouth and then down your neck, he breathed out loud as they walked together from a bar in Lakeview to the train to the sexiest place in Chicago, River North. <laughs> were they on the were they gonna take the brown line, maybe? No, the red line. That goes underground. That's romance talk novel talk right there, she said, seemingly not understanding that they were about to dirty talk, or pretending not to understand anyway. I'm so turned on that it's hard to walk, he replied. <laughs> recognizing that she didn't realize or was pretending not to realize that he wasn't joking. She surreptitiously sneaked a look at his pants and found that he wasn't joking. His penis was erect. (laughs) He asked her, so what would you do to me? I'd put my hair, I'd put my mouth on top of your mouth and then I'd run my fingers through your hair, she replied, moving closer to him. She then put her mouth on top of his mouth and ran her fingers through his hair. She pulled back and said, I'd whisper something very dirty in your ear. Oh, yeah? He smirked, excited for her next words. She moved her mouth to his ear and whispered dirtily in a deep voice similar to Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I haven't washed my bedsheets in a month. (laughs) She hoped that her casual, joking sex style would be matched because their sex would be terrifyingly silly. She thought to herself, how long has it been since I washed my sheets? This can't be hygienic. The article I read on HuffPo said that men wash their sheets once every three months, and I might be at that threshold. (laughs) That's a real thing, everyone. Sex is hilarious, he said, pulling her out of her bedsheet cleanliness reverie and pulling her against him. It sure is, she agreed, as she stuck her fingers up his shirt to figure out where he was ticklish. Where are you ticklish? He was ticklish almost everywhere, she found, or maybe his skin was sensitive from being turned on by her amazing mouth-on-mouth action so <laughs> and her amazing sex words. Her sex words were really so, so good. <laughs> I'm all kinds of ticklish, she said, tearing his shirt open even though they were still on the train platform. Buttons were everywhere, everywhere. They didn't pick up the buttons. Leaving out your trash on public transit is so rude. He quickly sat her a dirty Snapchat of his bare chest as they stepped onto the train. Dirty due to him having smeared dirt on his chest earlier that day for normal reasons. Oh my god. (laughs) Then they sat silently, sending dirty snaps to each other on the train, even though they were right next to each other. They snapped and snapped until they were the underground, the part where they didn't really receive signal. This is before the red line got signal everywhere. (laughs) They got off the train in the celebrity part of town and walked into Lady Gaga's house. (laughs) Because she lives in Chicago now. There's never any security at this hour, she said, knowing that Lady Gaga was currently on tour in Iowa or somewhere else foreign. They started kissing inside her River North apartment. If if she were Madonna, she'd probably call it a flat. Their mouths were on top of each other, and everything was covered in saliva. He sent her another snap. She checked it and said, it's odd how you Snapchat me while we're kissing. 
His hand moved gently down her neck to the small of her back, where she shivered a bit, and finally to her buttocks, where he gripped playfully. I'm ticklish literally everywhere, but my low, ex- but especially my lower back, which is why I shivered when you touched me there. She communicated effectively. <laughs> I'll have to be delicate, he said, kissing her, her fully again. He sat another snap and said, this is the dirtiest Snapchat I've ever sent. I can't believe we've been French-Canadian kissing for three hours, she replied, putting her right hand down his pants and likely finding an erect penis. My skin is so exfoliated from your stubble. I really did a number on you with my stubble, but at least we're, we are moving to genitalia, he said, hard like an erect penis. He gently reached down her shorts. Be careful, these are my glitter shorts, she moaned. Can you moan that sentence? Oh, well, here's a moan. Mmm. <laughs> I want to feel you, he said, pulling down her gl- glitter shorts. She moved towards Lady Gaga's orange couch and pulled him with her. She turned and pushed him onto the couch and straddled him with her glitter shorts still around her ankles. She decided she'd had enough of staring at the hideously orange couch and made the decision to finally start kissing with her eyes closed. He leaned up to kiss her and then sighed, leaning into the couch, honored to be in her presence. Gripping her from behind, he guided, onto, he guided her onto his manhood, which he had named Jack Berkshire, or another porny substitute for penis. They, <laughs> they held that pose for about a minute as he licked her nipples like that song Lollipop sings about. <laughs> he was basically making out with her nipples now. It was kind of weird, and she was simultaneously turned on and mildly amused. I wish you would open up about your feelings, he told her. For some reason, changing the subject from sex to feelings, even though sex is sometimes with feelings and generally better with feelings, and specifically with the feeling of body parts on other body parts. <laughs> what the heck, she said, her eyes open and feeling sadness that another potentially perfect sex scene was ruined. <laughs> the end. Fun fact. Every February we record a fan fiction episode. You should totally come back for a sequel. We have a long-running saga involving one of our storytellers named Kyle and his uh, his love affair with the X-Man Gambit. So it would fit right in there. It's very, very steamy. Please introduce this next song for us. Either one of you, please. Uh, a while back I was searching uh, uh, Asian artists. Uh, I, I realized I don't really listen to a lot of Asian musicians and uh, I wanted to rectify that. And I, one of the ones that was on the top of like almost every list was this uh, this girl from New York called uh, named Aquafina, and it was just like holy shit, this is amazing. Um, and uh, if we're definitely gonna fucking do one of her songs at your stories once, so uh, that's uh, what we're doing. <sighs> uh, should we say the name of the song? Or just let people figure it out. I think it's pretty clear. All right, great. Like an operatic ballad, your veg like grandpa's cabbage in my veg. Effortless, your veg postcards on Craigslist. Like my veg, it's for aloe vera. Your veg look like Tony Danza. Your veg is tasting heaven. Your man manages a 7 Eleven. My veg with the girls pink green. Your veg spreads hepatitis C. And my veg, a chrome range rover. Your veg hatchback ain't one Toyota. My veg is Harvard Law.
Amazing. So good. Everybody go look up Aquafina. AWK. Wafina. <laughs> Wafina. It's like it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> your Stories is a proud part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you enjoy Your Stories, you might also like Blaster Podcast. Blaster Podcast is a pretend science show hosted by a horrible doctor from the Italian Renaissance. Join host Dottore Bellordo and his guests as they explore new science topics every episode. Blaster Podcast. Let us experiment with yourself. For more info, go to blasterpodcast.com. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.